Welcome to the Infinite Love Podcast, a place where we talk about the power of love and its creative expression in our lives. We talk about all things related to growth, positivity, and kindness. And I am your host, Corinne Kamara. Welcome to episode 79, Falling in Love with Your Worth. Finding a relationship is a huge pain point for so many women. A part of the healing for many is falling in love with yourself and reclaiming your worth. Today, we are speaking with Jessica, who is a dating and self-worth coach that partners up with women who are feeling lonely, scared to show their authentic self, and just are done with trying to date. Jessica uses her core four-pillar model to help women find clarity, build self-confidence, create complete self-empowerment so they can finally meet their quality man and experience the deep love their heart has been longing for. I always love talking about love, so let's get into it. Hello, and welcome to the Infinite Love Podcast. Today, I have a guest, Jessica. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. Talking love, my jam. <laughs> well, as a self-love um, self-worth dating coach, love is a huge part of what you do. And I would love to hear your story on your journey of falling in love with yourself. And I know it's a long journey to that space, but I'd love to hear a little bit about who you are and why you decided to move into the dating realm and helping other women find their heart to find their partner. Yeah. How long do we have? (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. I'll give you guys the shorter version. Um, I love that you're asking me this question first and foremost, just because that totally was my journey. Like it took me a long, long time to really realize that, you know, what I was experiencing in my dating life, the men that I was attracting, um, the failures that I thought I was having in in these relationships, 100% stemmed from my own self-love and lack of self-worth um and it all started when I was 16 I got into my first like official relationship with a guy who I met in Hawaii who ended up living like 20 or 30 minutes away from me in California and you know it was I was naive I was pure just you know I didn't know what love was um but he ended up breaking up with me six months after we started dating. And it was because he said I was a drama queen and I unconsciously um, accepted that label as part of my identity and um, went down a really bad spiral in relationships after that, just because I unconsciously was so afraid of being a drama queen to the next guy and to the next guy that, you know, I had crazy behavior. I pretty much just like gave myself to anyone that would give me any sort of attention. Um, And I wasn't aware of how it was negatively influencing my self-worth and my esteem. And fast forward, oh, maybe like, 10 plus years, I ended up going to the seminar and 
one of the exercises that we had to do was to think back to the most painful memory that we could go back to. And that memory of my boyfriend popped into my head and we had to start. It sounds so crazy and it really felt awkward (laughs) at the beginning in the moment, but we had to start making the noises like out loud of what that pain felt like. And it just like totally dawned on me that, you know, I had this belief that I was unlovable because of this first relationship that, you know, he broke up with me because he didn't think I was good enough because, you know, I was this drama queen. And, you know, I call that a core, a core decision when we, when something really traumatic happens to us or we're in a lot of pressure at some point of our life we naturally just make these choices we 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 accept these beliefs that allow us to survive and we carry them with us for you know years later totally unaware that they're even there um but when I recognized and it became aware to me that I had this belief that's what like boom like began my journey of self-worth and Mm self-love. So what did you do? Did you hire coaches, therapists, or did you do it on your, did you you read some books? Like what was your, like, how was your method of starting to dive in, dive into? Yeah. Uh, Lots and lots of books of, of all sorts. Um, um, Lots of like seminars and events, you know, which is essentially coaching, And I think another really important piece too is just like surrounding yourself with community and people who, who are living the way that you want to live. So people who, who treat themselves with love, who carry themselves in, in this high vibration, who, um, you know, are forward thinkers and continually want to grow and become the best version of of themselves, like when you surround yourself with those people, you naturally start to, you know, soak up their beliefs and start behaving the way they behave and the patterns and habits that they have. And so I think um, that really helped me too. I started the crowd that I started to hang out with really changed. Yeah, I think that's important. Don't they say it's like the, the five people that we surround ourselves the most? it's pretty much influences who we are. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I believe that a hundred percent. Yeah. That makes sense. And so with, when you started developing your own self-worth, of course you, you realized how valuable it was. And then you decided that now I want to help other women get to that space. Yeah. I, what like fires me up the most is when I'm working with a woman who comes to me, who is just so over the dating scene that, you know, they're just done trying to date. They don't feel like there's any good men out there anymore or like men only just one thing. And when I see that light bulb go off where they, they've become conscious of an underlying belief that they didn't have, or they learn how to take their self-love to the next level and it ripples into every area of their life. That is just like, it's the best high in the world just to see somebody else transform their life. It's really exciting. I love it. It is exciting. Yeah. And I think the dating is a painful subject for so many people. I, 
yes, I see a lot of negativity around it. Um, Mm -hmm. Just, you know, on social media and stuff, people that are just, they have really bad experiences. And like, the truth is, are you going to go on some dates with some really bad people? Yeah, you are. Unfortunately, we live in a world where there's more and more brokenness and, you know, people are, have experienced extreme heartbreak and traumas and don't know how to heal and process. Um, So yeah, you have to go through that, but is there, are there good quality people out there too? Yeah, absolutely. Tons of them. And it's just, it's, it's shifting your paradigm. It's, it's shifting the, you know, your beliefs and what you tell yourself and it's um, elevating your energy. So you, you start attracting those people that are of higher quality, I think is really the essence of where it starts at. It all starts with you. Yeah. I like what you're saying about elevating your vibration because that's where the love comes in, right? The self-love, the self-worth and really filling up your own cup so that you can go out into the world and attract the kind of person, the kind of relationship that you want. Yes, definitely. Like creating the life that you love. So regardless of a man or whoever you're looking for comes into your life or not, like you still are in love with your life and who you are as a person. Mm -hmm. Dating yourself, essentially. Yes, I love that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I lived, I mean, we both are are in the Bay Area, which you know, some people have mixed feelings about its its dating scene. I think some people say it's great. Some people say it's not. I mean, I think it just depends on the situation. But what you're talking about, too, is mindset, right? So even in a situation like living in, the, in cities, because I found like a lot of my friends that live in cities complain the most about dating, even though mm. it feels so counterintuitive because there's more people in cities. Yeah. So you would think people would be like, oh, look, look at the opportunities, but not so much. Um, so how do you help women and men? I don't know. Do you just work with women, but um, start to see the world, the dating world as a place as the cup is half full as opposed to half empty? Yeah, that's a great question. It's definitely a journey. Um, again, I think the first step is to recognize where you're at right now, like I always say you can't change if you don't know where you're at and like what you need to change. So really taking a deep, like a deep dive self-discovery, like self-reflection of, you know, what are my beliefs? You know, are they empowering me? Are they leading me in the direction that I want to go? Or are they just keeping me stuck? You know, like the belief that, oh, because I live in the city, there aren't any good men, like, just as an example, like, is that going to incline, like, incline you to date more and to put yourself out more? And what is the energy that you're going to be vibing when you, when, when your belief is, I'm in a city and there are no good men? Right. um, So I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, it's all about how you feel about yourself and the energy that you're putting in the world. Yeah. And the truth, the truth, again, it's replacing that belief with something that is more uplifting, which is to have faith that there are good men. Mm -hmm. Then the second part is, okay, well, how do I find them? Where do I meet them? 
Um, and again, like you said, mindset is definitely a big part of that. You know, the other part is strategy too. So where would a man that has the character that I'm looking for, what would he like to do in his spare time? Where does he go to hang out with friends? Um, and just, you know, getting outside of your comfort zone to do, to do things and put yourself in places that you wouldn't normally like go um, is a great way to meet new people. And it also is a great way to learn more about yourself. Like maybe you'll discover something that you love or that you're really great at that you didn't know. And, you know, dating is supposed to be a fun, a fun journey. It's about learning more about who you are, what you like, you know, what are your needs? What are, what are your values? And as you continue to like push your comfort zone out and try new things and meet new people and talk to people, even if it makes you feel uncomfortable, like that's what grows you. And that is what's going to bring in the right partner for you. And what do you say for people that are like, well, during COVID, I can't do anything. You know, like we're all kind of stuck at home and the Bay Area has been a serious quarantine for the last two years. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Don't even get me started on the Bay Area <laughs> quarantine. Um, We've been the first and the last are still, we're still dealing with it. So what do people do? Yeah, that's real. I mean, it's real. Um, we're living it. You know, good thing for technology. Mm-hmm. You can definitely still have a phone call or a Zoom call or, you know, you can get super creative and, you know, how do you, how do you create a fun date over Zoom? Like, you know, maybe it's, I don't know, this just came to my mind, but just having like, like a basketball stand and like a shooting hoops, pretending like you're, you know, at a basketball game, or maybe it's um, doing like a art and art and wine type night thing where you guys are sipping on wine and doing some art or, you know, what, you know, whatever, just, again, it's about being open to receive what comes in. Um, and I think I just am reading this book. It's called calling in the one, calling in the one, um, by Catherine Woodward Thomas. And I just read one part about it where it's just like, we are living in a society where, like individualism and independence is so idolized almost that we are afraid to be interdependent on other people. But the truth is that when you're in a relationship, like a healthy, fulfilling, long-lasting relationship is dependent on that vulnerability to be like interdependent on one another. And, Mm -hmm. um, that was just like, oh man, that is so good. And so I think I bring that up because I think so many of us in this day and age, we're so closed. We're so afraid of, you know, what if he doesn't like me or what if, you know, he thinks bad things about me or what if I show the worst part of me or, you know, what if the date is a complete bomb? And it's like, you know, if you're really present and in the moment and just being yourself, like, that nothing can go wrong. The guy either likes you and it's a fit or he doesn't like you and it, and it's not a fit and you can still have a blast on these dates. Like, so yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's, a, it's a, it's a fair point, you know, like this, um, 
independent. Like I know I'm fiercely independent and relationships always feel like, oh no, I'm going to like lose everything. Um, but there's ways for it to be healthy and to be in a healthy relationship and feel like you still are you yourself. I think a lot of women fall into this trap of losing themselves in a relationship. And, um, and it's hard to have to create a balance between the two. Yeah, it is. It's definitely a dance. Um, I think being interdependent on someone is like, you can still be independent in the sense of, you know, you have your own career, you have your own friends, like, you know, you have your life, you're still you, and you're also open and vulnerable to share with another person, you know, what your feelings are, what your thoughts are, um, you know, what you like, what you don't like, needing them to help you. That's a big one. I think a lot of women who struggle these days in relationships are afraid of or opening themselves up to needing a man to help them. That's a whole nother topic though. (laughs) Yeah. 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 The need. I think it's, it's, it's relationships just trigger so much pain and so many of us, you know, a lot of our past pains, our family parental stuff that gets triggered in relationships um and ultimately like not wanting to get our heart broken I think that's one of these things that we all humans kind of safeguard their heart because we all know how painful it is when it doesn't work out and so we avoid love to avoid the pain which is not the way to live because then you don't you miss out on a beautiful potential relationship Yeah, definitely. It's, it's catch 22. Like you have to, you have to be willing to get your heart broken in order to get vulnerable, vulnerable enough to have an incredibly intimate, fulfilling relationship. Yeah, it is scary. It is. But like you said, it's definitely worth it. Um, It's definitely worth it. It is with the right person for sure. And you also have to be willing, I think for me, you know, circling back to the idea of love like when you love yourself then being in a relationship is more about sharing love and if you're coming from a place of not feeling loved and you walk into a relationship then you're expecting this person to love you and you're kind of receive you're taking the love without necessarily having the capacity to give back and I feel like the later relationship ends it tends to be more problematic for both parties um because you're not really coming from a place of of love it's coming from a place of fear and then that's where the like codependency and the jealousy and all the negativity about all relationships that we've all experienced i feel like when it when the seed is coming from a place of deprivation it tends to be a more challenging relationship yeah that's definitely true and um, I've experienced that, you know, in, in my early dating years like that, mm-hmm. that that's what it was. Um, yeah. yeah. And that's where the, you know, dark nights of the souls come in where you really have to figure out like, I'm keep like, there was a moment I literally was like, oh my God, I feel like I'm dating the same person. Mm-hmm. Even though I wasn't, I was dating different I, right. men, but it was the same situation over and over and over again it was so bad that I literally was like okay I need to stop whatever I'm doing 
and figure out what's happening with me because I can't date the same person again. <laughs> like I stopped dating until I was able to heal and figure it out because I was so frustrated with the fact that I was going, I was reliving Groundhog's Day every day with a different person. Not, it wasn't every day, but every, you know, few whatevers. Right. It was a trip. It was very, very like discombobulating. I was like, I can't even believe this is happening. Um, I think it's a very common story, like where, and a lot of people are, their eyes are closed to the fact that when you see a pattern like that, it's a very big sign that you do need to stop um, and, and to look inside. Um, and I, that's also scary because there may be a lot of cobwebs and, you know, dark secrets that are there that are hard to admit to yourself. Um, but the encouragement is that when you do, you know, pull back the layers and you shine the light in the dark spaces, um, it may be painful in the moment, but the healing and the forward motion and the transformation that you experience by working through those things is, is, is going to lead you into a life that's a totally different experience. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's where having, you know, help, whether it's, you know, a community of friends or a therapist or a coach or somebody like it's, it makes it a lot easier um, Mm -hmm. to walk to walk those waters yeah definitely when somebody is holding your hand and helping you guide you through these um painful moments it makes it a lot easier which is why i always recommend coaches or teachers or mentors it's so important to have someone navigate you how to like be in love with yourself and be in relationship because it's not something that we're taught in school it's not something that we're taught at all we're no. usually taught about relationships from our parents, from television, from, you know, media, which is not the best source of information. On, um, unless you had amazing parents that had a beautiful relationship and communicated well and they taught you, which I don't feel like is the um, average human. So. No, and even if you have incredible parents who love, who love on you and, you know, want the best for you, they still have limitations and they're still going to be things that you have to work through and uncover that, you know, may not be serving you. I mean, we all, we all have something we need to work on. Um, And that's like where the interconnectedness comes in is like, we all can grow to be the best version of ourselves. It's a never ending journey. It's something that we all have the choice to make, you know, if that's the journey we want to walk. Yeah, for sure. And then that always will lead to a better relationship with yourself. And then of course, a better relationship with whoever you choose to date. Yes, definitely. Yes. Um, and, but I Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to add also, like, I, that's one thing that I encourage women to look for is men who, who are open and already like walking that journey of self-growth. Um, it's a very, it's a very important piece. Um, to have like a person who's already interested in wanting to grow and learn and love themselves more. And um, so that's always a good, a good thing to, to keep your eye out for. I don't know how you cannot. 
if you are a woman that's on, on the path of self-discovery and self-realization, it's really hard to be with someone that's not. Because you're going to grow faster. Not faster, but you're going gonna to grow apart. And also, there's so much intimacy in those kinds of conversations that you mm-hmm. learn how to navigate. And instead of arguments, they're more like opportunities for conflict and growth. It's a whole mindset. And it's hard to do it with someone that's just like not about that life. I mean, that was why I broke up with one of my boyfriends. He literally was like, I don't want to grow. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, he literally, that's exactly what he said. Well, there's what, you know, honestly, there are, there are a lot of people out there who are like that, who are Mm -hmm. happy with where they're at. Mm -hmm. They don't need anything more and, mm-hmm. you know, props to them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was years ago. He probably has, you know, changed. I mean, everyone grows either you, even if you want to or you don't want to. It's not really a choice. Like, I think it's harder in life if you say, oh, I don't want to change because you're going to change. I mean, night and day. I mean, this planet's about change all the time. Things are always changing. So you either go along with the change or you let life change you. And so I think when people say that, I'm always like, oh, in my mind, I was like, oh, you haven't really come to terms <laughs> with the fact that you're changing anyway <laughs> and that you um, want to take full responsibility for your life. Because ultimately, that's what it sounds like when people say that they don't want to take full responsibility and ownership of their life. And so um, and you want ultimately want to be with a person that is taking responsibility for their emotions, for X, Y and Z. Otherwise, a relationship would be so challenging. Yeah, well, it is challenging uh, regardless, but to not have that definitely makes it even more, even more (laughs) challenging. Yeah. Yeah, been there, done that. I just uh, wouldn't recommend it. But um, but it's also a great learning lesson. I think relationships are just great learning lessons and mirrors of so much opportunity for internal growth. Even if the relationship doesn't work out, it's so many things. You can learn so much about yourself that you would never have learned if you were not in a relationship. And I'm always so grateful for those moments because I'm like, oh, I didn't know I still do that. Oh, I didn't know that still makes me mad. Like, oh, there's, you know, there's so many points of so many opportunities to get triggered. Yeah. And learn, right? Like you said, and grow. Yeah. Because you can't get triggered by yourself. It's just not nothing's going to really bother you. But then all of a sudden he'll say, or she will say something in a certain way. And it's like, whoa, this is bringing me back to my mom or my dad or middle school or ex, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it makes me realize, oh, this is a pocket of pain. I didn't, I have never, I haven't dealt with. And here you are poking it. Thank you. I don't like it, but I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, and, and then the other piece is like to be able to express that to the other person. I mean, it, no matter how, how much you grow, like you can still, we, you still get angry. Right. And you still have that like natural, um, like tendency to like react at somebody. And, and, you know, if you do it's, or if you don't, it's still important to also follow up with the communication skills to express, hey, like, you know, I know you didn't intentionally mean to like make me set me off or, you know, hurt my feelings or whatever. And it's coming from and then 
and that's how you like really grow and build into intimacy is is by opening up yourself to you know to help the other person understand you better and you know why you why it's upsetting to you how could they word it in a different way or with a different tone that would help that would help both of you you know move through it and it goes it goes both ways of course you know being able to provide that for your partner too Mm -hmm. yeah it's a good point because I feel like if you're able to communicate that way with yourself then it's so much easier to communicate that with others yeah well for sure if you can't communicate that way with yourself you won't be able to communicate that way with others yeah I mean that's the thing about self-love and self-worth it's all this internal work for yourself that you can extend to other people yeah I'm just thinking like it's 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 also a way of of um like breaking generational patterns um which is is you know if you're someone who is not so motivated just by like changing yourself like you know to expand that vision to your children and your children's children and you know your family to come you know things that have passed from generate like whether it's you know, abuse or alcoholism or just, you know, explosive anger or not being able to communicate like any of those things. It could be big or small. Like you can choose to be the person where that like pattern stops and you're going to choose to work on yourself. And, you know, people who, even if you don't have kids, like if you have nieces or nephews or cousins or anybody, like as you work on yourself, the people that are around you are going to be watching and they're going to see change. And I think it's so powerful because, you know, actions speak louder than words, right? Like when you're working on yourself and you're changing who you are and how you interact with the people that are around you, it's, you know, people are witnessing that and it's um, inspirational and it plants a seed in the next person and the next person and the next person. And, Mm -hmm. um, I think that's how it's really, that's how like, you know, human society is really going to change is by taking the responsibility to change, like to work on themselves and then one at a time. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much the philosophy I live by. Like, you know, if you yourself, if I myself can heal my own wounds and become a better human, then I could help someone else become a better human and they can help other people become a big, a better human and it continues to spread, you know, and I think that's how we can change the uh, dynamic of the planet is by creating more people that are in a space of love and kindness and generosity and compassion and empathy. And, um, and that really starts with self, like being able to do that for yourself so that you can allow the grace, give that grace to someone else. Yeah, it's definitely a beautiful picture. Like when you think like when you think about that, um, mm-hmm. like how the ripple effect of how many lives you can touch by choosing to focus on you and, you know, healing and what your needs are and being able to love yourself at a deeper and deeper level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I used to um, go into dating and in, in, in that space. Well, I still do. But like going on speed dating things, I would always be thinking about, okay, like how can I 
be more loving and, you know, spread more love and be more compassionate to the person in front of me because speed eating can feel so um, daunting and seem so impersonal because you're like talking to all these people and it seems very random. So, and I feel like it's been, I've had really beautiful experiences when I get into that space of like, here, I'm here to offer help and to heal. You know, I'm here to like bring forth more instead of just taking. So I know that energy can really help people feel safe and good in a space that doesn't feel safe and and nourishing in general, because it's so triggering for so many. It makes me think too, though, like, there's also like, there's extreme of going both ways, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you don't want to be the person who feels like you want to, like, in in a dating scene, where Like you want to save every guy that you meet or want to help every guy that you meet. Right. Like, cause that's unhealthy too. And so again, it's about finding, like, it's about finding a balance. I think, I think coming from that space, like that energy is so, it is so powerful. And you also want the guy to be meeting you from that energy too. Like it's the, it's, I think the key, the difference is, is that, the person is choosing to live that way and to like to work towards that on their own it's not something that um like you're pushing or you're like you're initiating it's it's someone who's already taking that journey and they are bringing that energy you know to meet you like by through their own choice of doing it um Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, you can't save anyone. They have people have to save themselves. <laughs> I've tried that many times. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we all have. I think it's one of those basic lessons about dating is that you feel you want to save people, like you know, save a bird foundation or something. And well, um, I I think it's also that. part of the feminine energy. Like we're mm-hmm. as females, it's in our innate nature to nurture and to like love on um and you have to guard it like you have to be very intentional about who who you're gonna give that to and um yeah yeah you you know it's like you gotta for me it's like about letting go you know like for me if I'm it's not always about a result you know it's sometimes it's just a gift it's like hey I'm just offering something nice and keep it moving um and it's not about getting anything or wanting anything and um um but it's definitely not for everybody i don't think everyone needs to be that way it's just a stance that i personally enjoy because it makes me happy like to go on a situation where i feel like this person is expecting a certain situation and then they're like pleasantly surprised they're like oh my god like this person showed me so much love and appreciation i'm never gonna see them again but it's a uh, it's fun for me like to do like it's like people that leave money places so people can find it like you know just out of pure like oh my god i'm gonna like do something really nice for somebody and just see you know and not even knowing who's gonna pick up the money just you just are putting it out there so that's how i feel like um love is for me is like that idea of just like putting it out there and then seeing what happens and I also love matchmaking so there's also that like I love like mm. putting people together <laughs> yeah um 
so yeah, there's so many ways I think that the dating energy can flow. Um, and sometimes I think outward, I mean, I think it all, it's all, it all works itself out at the end. So yeah, so the Saving a Bird Foundation is definitely not, I call it Saving the Bird Foundation when you like are trying to help these like poor souls that don't want to help themselves and then you spend your whole <laughs> life trying to like save this bird that doesn't want to fly off on its own. Not the best thing to do, but if you're choosing to do that, make sure you take care of yourself. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Yeah, that's, that, that's good. I mean, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you could actually take care I guess it depends on like the relationship, but with someone like that, like, I think if you're doing it, not at the intention of being with them, like in a relation, mutual relationship, but mm -hmm. like more so kind of like what you were talking about, just like giving mm -hmm. without expecting anything in return. Like, um, I think you can take care of yourself and do that, but to be in a relationship where you're like trying to save someone and there's no like mutual grounds, like that is not taking no. care of yourself. No. Yeah. yeah. You, you kind of have to have like a, a some boundaries in place. Yeah. You, it's almost yeah. like you're like a, an unpaid coach <laughs> or something <laughs> or a friend, you know, it really, it really just depends on how you want to be in the world. But yeah, like being in a relationship, like having a boyfriend or a girlfriend that just takes, 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 takes is definitely never going to feel good either. You know, everything's about give and take. And so, you know, I think, but also sometimes people need to learn those lessons. Like I, I think it's one of those situations where the certain, in certain situations, people can tell you, don't do this, don't do that. But you almost need to go through it. Yeah. Like, you know, like dating somebody that has narcissistic tendencies. You're not going to really understand what that means if you, un until you unfortunately go through it. And then you understand what that means for you and how that shows up in your life. And what does that say about what's going on in you inside of you? Like what self-loathing have you not dealt with to attract a narcissistic person in your life? So I think if you can look at everything from a place of self-reflection, it gives you some great insight on who you are and how you can grow and how you can invite more love into your life. At least that's my approach. I, I agree, yeah. I... yeah. Yeah. Well, let's get into some infinite love questions. So the first one is, how do you express love in your work? Um, I think one of the biggest ways as a coach, just um, coming from a place of compassion and um, understanding for whatever experience, you know, the person is, is needing to get off their chest and express. Um, I think um, like attentive listening is, is, we all need it. It's how we feel heard and understood, which is how we feel loved. And we're in such a, a busy, crazy days that we, we don't, we don't take the time to like be present and listen to other people. Um, mm -hmm. So I'd say that's probably one of the biggest, biggest ways. Yeah. That you, that you provide that for your, for your clients. Yeah. Yeah. And the second question is, where has forgiveness brought more love into your life? I love this one because um, so often we talk about forgiving others uh, for wrongs and betrayals. And I think for me personally, and honestly, like I am still working on this, but like forgiving myself for the poor choices that I've made in the past, for the wrongs that I've done, for, um, you know, the people that 
I've lashed out at that did or didn't deserve it. Like, um, I think the more, the deeper I can forgive myself, the more I'm able to love myself and the more I can love myself, the more I can love other people. Yeah, absolutely. What is the most compassionate act someone has done for you? This one was hard. I've had a lot. Um, the one that stands out the most to me though, um, that was really life-changing was when I first moved to Wisconsin. Um, and it was like the first I had lived on my own before, but being 3000 miles away, like does something different (laughs) to your mindset. And I really like, I moved not having a job really. Um, I had a place, but it was just Ubering and I just didn't have money. Like I didn't have money for food. Um, and one of my dear friends now, um, who I had met at a real estate investing group, like pretty much bought bags of groceries. And I was just like, no, I can't accept these. No, I can't accept these. No, I can't accept these. And he was like, he had to like tear down the door and like set them on my counter and walk out for me to actually like keep the groceries. Um, and it was very eye-opening to me because, and I, one of your later questions is like receiving love. Like I was not good at receiving love for a very, very long time. Um, and that, that experience really opened my eyes to that. Yeah. So what that, um, receiving love is a big part of giving love for sure. Um, what is, um, so what do you love most about your life? I love being a mother. Um, I love um, how how raising another child, like another being, is such a great kind of we were talking about mirror uh, to ourselves, and um, you know just what love looks like. You know when you when you love your child, like you really will lay down your life for them. You do anything. And it's like, then you have to go back and ask yourself, like, well, is that how I'm loving myself? Like, is that how I'm loving my partner? Is that how I'm loving my neighbor? And um, it's very eye-opening. I love that. And I love, I love being a coach. I love empowering other women, like I said, to, to rise up, to step into the woman, the women that they've been called to be. Those are two things I love about my life. And the next question is, how do you feel you receive love now? (laughs) Um, I'm definitely a lot better. Uh, I think I, I think again, like it's all, it's a, it's a, it's a journey that never ends. Like you can always become a better receiver of love. Um, Even people who, who, who pay me what I think as too many compliments, like, you know, I, I, it seems like, oh, like one cool. Yeah, I can take that now, but like five or six, like I have this friend who pretty much like whenever like we're together and she's introducing me to someone else, she's like, oh, like Jessica was the inspiration for me to like change my diet and like get all healthy. And, and, you know, sometimes that's hard for me to like, mm-hmm. <laughs> to own and, and say like, well, you know, you're welcome. But, um, 
I'm, I'm, I'm a work in progress. I'll just yeah. say that. <laughs> we all are. For sure. Yeah. And where has love created a miracle in your life? Um, I think the easy one for me is just my bringing my daughter into this world. Um, but I wanted to say more than that because <laughs> that just seems such an easy answer to that question. Um, where has love brought a miracle into my life? I think honestly, the miracle is just like becoming aware of like what we've been talking about this whole time, like becoming aware of the truth that the more you love yourself, the more you dive deep into, you know, the layers, the darknesses, your strengths, your weaknesses, like it, it allows you to grow more as a person and it allows you to live at a higher vibration and, and capacity and that you just see the world differently. Um, and I think it's such a miracle how like loving yourself can, can, can have such an impact, um, on the rest of your life and the relationships that you have with everyone else in the world. Like no matter if it's a stranger or, you know, your partner or family member, like self-love is, really like the seed to it all agreed agreed so how can people connect with you find you work with you what's the what's your social media details yeah so the two best places to find me would be my website jessicaelundgren.com or instagram at finding the good men cool well thank you so much for being on the podcast jessica i love your energy and the work that you're doing in the world Yes. And thank you for having me and, you know, for you for spreading self-love and helping others find that. I think it, like we've been saying the whole time, it's, it's so transformational. Yeah. hundred percent. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe and tune in on Tuesdays for new episodes. For more information about me, please follow me on Instagram at Corinne J. Camara and my website, CorinneCamara.com. Sending you lots of infinite love.